coming up on this week's podcast, you're actually guilty of doing this, but you might not know that you do it. What are we talking about? Stay tuned. We're going to deep dive. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and I am being joined by Andrea Dell, the director of coaching for Code Red Fitness and Nutrition. I'm really glad because Andrea has been with us for years. She's been a Code Red certified coach for years. She's kept her weight off for years, close to 30 pounds for years. She has been around the block and we talk frequently and we throughout the day about various things, you know, and so she had said something to me and she had said this before. You've actually said this before to me, Andrea. And, but for some reason, when you, when you said it to me just a couple of days ago, I was like, it just hit me in a different way. And it's so funny how we can hear something rebels. We can hear something over and over and over. And all of a sudden you hear it again and, and it, the penny drops in and you just get it. And Andrea said, well, people want to change without having to change. And I said, huh, well, that'll preach, as my dad would say, well, that will preach. And I said, Andrea, would you jump on a podcast with me and record people want to change without having to change? And it, I, and she, you know, what you're getting ready to hear, and I want Andrea to share with us is where the heck did you come up with this? Where, where did you, where did you originally hear? What does it, how does it pertain to Code Red Rebels? I mean, I know. Like, listen, you're listening to this right now. You're like, that ain't me. Oh, yeah, it's you. I'm afraid that is you. So, Andrea, I'm going to let you have the floor and take us back to where you originally heard this and kind of how you've been, have what you've seen in the various type of work that you do, because you are the, the, you know, you do copywriting for as well as coaching for Code Red, and then you copyright for other companies. So you've been around and you've seen in various areas, not just weight loss, but other areas where people are writing a book or people are trying to be a life coach or people are trying to launch their business and people are trying to build a funnel. You've seen a lot of situations where people want to change, but they don't want actually want to change. Right. And thank you so much, Christy. I'm excited and grateful to be here. As for where I first heard this, if I had to pinpoint it, it would be, I think, in 2019 in another program I'm in, because I do a lot of personal development work on myself, which ties into this, actually. And the the my personal development mentor had a quote somewhere, and I don't know if she came up with it or not, but it said, nothing changes if nothing changes. I went, huh? Maybe, and maybe I'll name the podcast that nothing changes if nothing changes. I like that, but please continue. Right. And it's, it's, it's kind of this face palm thing when you hear it, but at the same time, how many of us, myself included, so this is not me judging anyone. Cause I do this all the time. I'm sure in ways I don't even consciously click, but we want things to be different, but we don't want to do different things to get a different outcome. 
And that can be a little tricky because when you're just starting a new journey, say a weight loss journey or a health journey or a business journey, whatever it is, the change doesn't always happen immediately. And so we get impatient and we think, well, this doesn't work. When really it's that change takes some time. I've got a, a fun little example of this, Christy, that has to do with, it was inspired by your makeup channel, actually where you've been talking about <laughs> not uh, bringing the the uh, the blush or the, what's the other one, the contouring down as far when you have mature skin, which, what a PC way to put it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I thought, huh, okay, I'm going to try that. Well, what I would do is forget. I'd forget, I'd forget, I'd forget, I'd for until after I'd already brought it to where the further down because that's just what I was used to doing. It was a habit to come further down. And then finally the penny started to drop in. I would start to remember while I was doing it instead of after I'd done it. Oh crap. And so I, with the contouring stick, I'd sometimes draw a little, little baby one up here, kind of where I wanted it to be and then blend them together to just remind me. So that was where I was for a while. And then it finally got to the point just, in the last two weeks at the time of this recording, Christy, where I remembered before I started putting it on. Oh, and so I put it on correctly. And now I, I don't know if I've forgotten since I remember that one time, maybe I've come close, but you see my point here is that it took a while for the change to kick in. So that's something I want to make clear is that Change can take a while to take effect. And I also have a code red example of this for the rebels. Uh, back when I did the 10 pound takedown, my first one back in 2017, I thought I was doing, I know that's almost six years, May of 2017 at the time of this podcast, it's April, 2013. So that's almost six years. But I remember doing code red and I was, I was all in, I was determined to do it for this 30 days and see what happens. And my intention was to do everything right. I read the rules, the foods and everything. And then as I listened to the daily videos and, and you talked about things and I went back and reread the rules, I saw things that I was doing wrong, not on purpose, not on purpose. I wasn't deliberately cheating. It just, was a lot of information. A lot of it was new to me, not all, but a lot. And there's just some time that your brain needs to start absorbing all that. Nobody remembers everything they see and hear the first time you see and hear it. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care if you're Sherlock Holmes as he's portrayed on TV shows. It takes time. And so because of that, I think we believe, A, that change doesn't work if it doesn't happen like that. And then you have the flip side of that, where you don't want to change, but you do. You want things to be different, but in order for them to be different, it requires what? <laughs> it requires going against your brain's wiring to do things differently. Our brains are wired to create habits and patterns so that we don't have to relearn how to pull our pants up every day. We don't have to relearn how to drive a car that was so overwhelming. And I cried the first several times I tried to drive a car. So change, it sort of, it, it's this double-edged sword. It's the only constant in life, which is this kind of hippity-dippity thing that people say. But it's true. The seasons change. We were born as 
seven pound babies and now we're adults. So we change all the time. We have new taste buds every six to eight weeks. We have a new gut lining every three months, roughly. We're changing all the time. And yet we fight tooth and nail against it. And something about you that interests me, Christy, is that you you embrace change in a lot of ways. And I'm really curious to hear why that is, if you don't mind sharing, because I think it might be valuable for the rebels. I, I guess I learned early on to that change is inevitable. And I also learned that I don't want to stay the same. I have seen people from my old hometown, our old hometown, uh, Andrea and I are both from the same town, um, that never, and other hometowns, the small towns, and there's nothing wrong with staying in a small town, uh, provided you do experience other towns and other cities and other parts of the world and other parts of the United States as options. I don't think that it's good to stay in your hometown when you, when you've never experienced anything else. And so I've seen people that never, that have been, in my opinion, stuck and they've never experienced anything else. They've never gone anywhere. They've never done anything. They've never thought outside the box. And I didn't want to be stuck like that. I want to be someone who experienced, who at least had options, at least knew my options. If I wanted to come back, that was fine. If I wanted to settle, you know, settle down and have kids, like society kind of brainwashes us to believe that that's what you do, then that's fine. If I knew, if I had other options and I specifically chose this. So I guess I saw what, what really inspired my my love for or embracing change was just seeing the lack of it in other people. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And so then Andrea, let me ask you, I've got to, I've got to tell you, you guys know, you guys have seen me do this on my podcast. I, I have a one eye that is chronically dry. So it waters constantly and it's just doing its thing. It's doing its thing. That's what happens when you live in the high desert. So Andrea, when you hear me say, because I get frustrated, especially with my VIP rebels, you can go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash VIP and you can see how you can work with me closely on a daily basis. It's a great program. But when I, I, I work closely and I talk to my VIP rebels and or any rebel that I hear say this, people say, oh, messed up again, which is baloney. I don't think you messed up again. I think you just made a choice, but whatever. You oh Matt messed up again, you know, went out, had a whole sleeve of crackers and, and uh, washed them down with a bottle of wine and, you know, all these things. And I say, I say to people, you just don't want it bad enough. And then they say, but I do. But they don't, Andrea. Am I right? Am I right that they don't want it bad enough or they would do something about it? Or is there more to it that that I'm not that I'm not that I'm missing? That's a great question. And it's. First of all, I have been there in that place where I really wanted it, but it wasn't happening. And it's this, this internal conflict that is horrible and is self-perpetuating. And what I mean by that is you decide you want things to be different. You start doing things differently. So you actually take that step of facing all that fear and discomfort and uncertainty of getting out of where you're stuck, your safe rut. That's what it is, your comfort zone. And then you're navigating all that, but then you're reverting back to old habits. You're not do doing what you know you should be doing. I know what to do, but I'm not doing at that age old thing. In my experience, a lot of that is a mix of not wanting it 
badly enough to face the discomfort. I think there is an element of that. It depends on the person and their skills at navigating this kind of thing, maybe the support they have and, and where they are. So I think there is an element of if you're just not, if you just don't want it badly enough, there almost like there's an element of desperation, then that can be a factor. I can think of some times in my life where the pain of staying the same was more unbearable than the fear of changing. The pain of staying the same was more unbearable than the fear of changing. And so that propelled me through that moment when you decide you're going to do something different and then flip out, basically. <laughs> oh, my God. I have some, some of those going on in my life lately. Um, so that's an element. But once you're past that desperation that can fuel you into it and that feeling of pain and your comfort zone gets a little bigger, that becomes a different situation. That becomes, in my again, and this is in my experience, working through the the wiring in your brain and the past patterns and behaviors and beliefs that are influencing you wanting to go back to the old way. Because part of you does. Part of you wants it or you wouldn't be doing it. Part of you wants it. There's some part of you that thinks, I need this. This is serving me. I need this to feel safe and secure. I need this to cope with life. And our our survival brain is very interesting, Christy. I was refreshing myself on the role that dopamine plays in our survival. And the dopamine is the rewards hormone, right? It's It's meant to inspire us to go out and find food so that we can live. And so we get this feeling of reward. The thing about dopamine is, and pretty much all elements of the survival brain, is that it doesn't differentiate I need food or I'm going to starve to death and die between I need to eat a sleep of Oreos or I'm going to die, which you're not. But it, it may feel like it because dopamine doesn't differentiate. It's just uh, you get into this pattern. Ooh, I, so anything that rewards you, including if you know consciously that it's not good for you, like eating a sleep of Oreos and a bottle of wine, drinking a bottle of wine every night or whatever it is, even drugs and alcohol smoking. There's just anything that triggers dopamine and this reward sensation. So I know understanding that really helped me. Oh, this is just my brain doing what it's wired wired to do. So it doesn't mean I'm broken or weak or that I suck. It's just dopamine's doing its thing. And that helped, but it wasn't enough by itself. I still needed to start working on kind of refiguring myself so that I didn't want to turn to those old escapes. So back to your your VIP rebels and really anyone who knows what to do but isn't doing it and you've gotten past that point of maybe the desperation and the pain aren't fueling you anymore, then you've got to find a different path. That that's been my journey. What got me started with Code Red isn't what has helped me continue. There's a little bit but it's not. And I think at some point, working on the brain wiring, I guess, is how I would put it and, and be paying more attention to that instead of just beating yourself up over it. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, definitely doesn't help to beat yourself up over it. So I I know that you are you have you have had an experience with many aspects of 
this whole thing. So not just weight loss, but you have, you have witnessed and perhaps even guided, uh, in some way. Cause I know that, that you were in a leadership leadership position in other groups that you're a part of, not just groups. I don't want to diminish it. I, uh, other areas, but you've watched people try to write a book. You have and, and helped people get started on authoring a book. You have helped people start a business and, and writing copies, for, writing copy for funnels. You have, you have helped people, you know, there's this one thing that you do. Natasha does this thing called a get stuff done day. And it is people in her group where you guys work on getting stuff done. And so you watch this. Nothing changes. If nothing changes in a lot of different areas of people's life, is it the strongest with weight loss? Is it the hardest with weight loss? Or are you finding it like, oh man, when it comes to writing a book, I've never seen people get more stuck in my life than when it comes to writing a book and you've written a book, you've authored your own book. And so how it, is it kind of equally hard for people to do a lot of different th things in life from cleaning out their closet to writing a book to losing weight in your experience, because you've seen a lot of this. Yes, I have. And I've experienced a lot of it, too. A couple things that came to mind when you were asking me that is, number one, I think sometimes it's just not a priority. Mm. There are, and someone else pointed this out, I forget who, but the word priorities, plural, is an oxymoron when you think about it. Because sure. <laughs> how many priorities can you really have? So, I think one thing is that it's just not enough of a priority. You have other things in your life that you are choosing, even if you don't consciously think you're making a choice, you are, that you are choosing to prioritize more. So I think that is part of it for some. You're just trying to do too much and maybe wasting time on stuff that's really not that big of a deal for you, but you think you should be doing it for some reason. So there's that self-judgment, conformity, something and just wanting to do all the things. That's one of mine. There's so many opportunities and possibilities. I want to do all the things and no one can do all the things. And then the second thing is, I think it's fear-based, Christy. Mm. Humans crave comfort and certainty. How we get it varies wildly. Some people get it by taking good care of their bodies. Some people get it by watching television. Some people, a lot of people get it from food. And there's there's all kinds of places. Those are just some of the big ones, but there's all kinds of places, habits, routines, relationships. There's tons of ways that we seek out comfort and certainty. Why is that? Because uncertainty sucks. <laughs> we, we like it in the form of variety, changing things up. We hear this in Code Red. I need variety in my food. Well, you don't have, there's other ways to get variety in life, but you're used to getting variety in your food. So that's another thing. So that's where we do like uncertainty is variety, but uncertainty in the form of, I don't know what's going to happen. I am not in control of this. It is really freaky. So I'm going to go do something that leads me to feel certain and maybe elevates the dopamine levels. So you feel better and feel motivated because dopamine is the, the motivation hormone basically <laughs> i don't think it's the only factor but it's it's a big part of that and so the fear the fear of the unknown i think is a big factor in this too christy and change is unknown you're hoping it works out you're hoping that if you put yourself out there that if you change your eating and all this stuff that 
it'll work out. And but there's an element that you can't control. There's always an element you can't control. You have the most control over yourself. But even then, sometimes your body might do something unexpected and you're going, what is this? And that that little grain of uncertainty, in my experience, really messes with us as as humans, myself included. That is my constant battle, I would say. That's my biggest emotional eating trigger is uncertainty. What is going to happen? That's interesting. Now, I know that with Code Red, we put measures in place. We have three non-negotiable rules for keeping your weight off the rest of your life. Three non-negotiable. You always get on the scale every morning. You always drink your full amount of water every day, and you never, never, never allow sugar to stay in your house. So in your experience, when it's come to other areas of people's businesses or writing a book, or maybe just speaking on your own experience, do, are there non-negotiable things that you put in place. I mean, writing a book, was that really hard for you to do? I've read your book. It's excellent. And it, and you, I like it because it's so easy to read. And it's like you and I are having a conversation. I love reading books like that. So what, was it a struggle for you to, to complete the book? Do you notice that it's a struggle for people? And do you put non-negotiable measures in place when it comes to other areas of running a business or writing a book or building a funnel or doing other things that you've seen other people do? Because I know when you're assisting, when you are helping with Natasha's get stuff done day, you've got people coming through her program that are coming from different areas, all kinds of areas. So do you see any common denominators when it comes to getting stuff done and do you have any non-negotiables that you notice as a pattern with that area like it is with Code Red? Yes. And this is such a great question. I'm glad you asked. You can create certainty for yourself by focusing on the process instead of the outcome. So with Code Red, that is get your butt on the scale every morning, along with the rest of you, of course. It is eat the right foods, avoid the ones that we tell you to avoid, and get your water in at a decent hour. So you focus on the process instead of whether or not the scale drops. <laughs> this reminds, and I'm going to talk about this in other contexts too, Christy, but it reminds me of a, a lifeline call I had with a gal years ago, back when they were first introduced. And she was two pounds from goal weight. And she kept telling me, I got to get to goal. I want to get to goal. I got to get to goal. And she was just fixated on that goal weight number. And it just set off these alarm bells. And I thought... I'm going to not thought I said, this is what I was thinking, but that I said, I'm going to give you a little chin turn instead of focusing on getting to goal, focusing on focus on what will get you to goal. It's such a subtle difference, but that the outcomes are the things that we have the least control over. Really what we have the most control over are the steps that we can take in pursuit of that outcome. And that is universal, whether it's weight loss, getting your book finished, growing your business, getting in shape if you're at goal and want to get leaner, whatever it is, Uh, just all kinds of things. If you want to get a house built, I mean, (laughs) you you, want to have some idea of where you're going because then it's just throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks and or uh, trying to getting in your car and trying to drive somewhere and then getting frustrated because you, I'm not getting to my destination. Well, you didn't pick one and you can always change it, but the, but the process is where you have the most control. And what I find and what I see is that the people who are able to 
even a little bit can do this, pull themselves back over fixating on the outcome and instead fixate on the process, not drive yourself crazy, but focus on the steps that it will take to get to your outcome. That is where you have the most power, the most control. I'm just, I'm getting chill just talking about it and the most can create the most certainty for yourself. So yes, that is what I did for my book. And I actually, right before, right after I started writing my book, I had a very traumatic experience. This was in 2022. It's 2023 right now. And yet I was able to still finish my book that same year with, with all that fallout from the experience because I just focused on the process. Today, I'm going to proofread for 10 minutes or design the layout for 10 minutes or whatever I did. And eventually it got done. It took a little longer than it would have if that experience hadn't occurred, but it still got done the same year and in a faster amount of time than a lot of people get their books done. So the process is on uh, the process. Yeah. And Christy, you and I are not really process people. We're we're I want the outcome and I want it now. We we both have this wiring where we hate having our time wasted and the process can feel like a waste of time to us. I want we're wired to get stuff done. And I think people that are wired like us, the process can be agony. (laughs) But at the same time, power, control and certainty. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did, did it, but it, did it. You know, uh, yeah, at the did. time I've gone through an eight month long uh, bodybuilding transformation at the time we're recording this, I am three weeks out of my stage competition, super excited, but my know that my, my though, but I'm getting out, I'm getting all fired up here. <laughs> Eric, my coach um, said the exact same thing to me. He said, don't focus on, well, my stage weight is going to be 135 and I'm starting at 164. How am I ever going to get there? My, he said, your job is to just focus on the process. I just want you to do what I say. Let me worry about the outcome. And as a coach myself, because I'm the one that usually worries about the outcome, I'm in the coaching position. It was so hard for me to to switch roles and to actually mm-hmm. focus on the process. And but he was right. And so you're right about that. It really doesn't matter what you're talking about. Focus on the process and not the outcome because we know it works. I mean, we know from tens of thousands of people coming through code red, we know you're going to lose weight. You're not going to not lose weight. If you just do the steps that we talk about, same thing. We know you're going to write that book. Same thing. We know you're going to be able to start up that business. Same thing. We know you're going to get, you know, to a certain point in other areas you've worked with people to get through different things. It's the, it's the steps. We know they're proven. They're tried and true. They're proven. They will get you there. You just got to walk. You just got to, you got to just keep your head down and grind. Any final thoughts, Andrea? Yeah. Uh, and bringing this back to why, what my personal development mentor said, nothing changes if nothing changes and why we want change without changing. Change feels like a lot. And I think that when you, when you do what you, what you were just talking about, Christy, where you think all the way ahead to the outcome, and then you look at how far you have to go, there's this huge gap. We see this in Code Red all the time with people who have a tremendous amount of weight to lose compared to me, which was less than 30 pounds. I just can't even imagine what it's like for them. And everyone probably at some point in their lives has a tremendous gap like that where it may not be your weight. It might be getting a book done or moving or whatever it is. Or in your case, Christy, getting competition ready. And 
focusing on that gap, seeing how far you have to go. I think that is a huge, another huge factor in why change can feel so daunting and why we run screaming from it. Why so many business owners, because like you said, I'm a freelance copywriter. And part of that is seeing behind the scenes in people's businesses. They're trying to figure out how to help you change without telling you that you're going to need to change. And this is why is because even though you can't escape change, even if you try not to change the world around you changes, but we're so terrified of it. And that's a shame because there's so much magic in it. If you can just let go of that thing that sucks, but that is bringing you comfort or several things because it's familiar. It may suck, but because it's familiar, it's the lesser of two evils. If we can focus on the process, just kind of put the blinders on, say, I'm going to take this a day at a time. And maybe tomorrow I'll change my mind and do something different. Today, I'm just going to focus on today. And and tomorrow I'll, tomorrow becomes today, I'll focus on today. Mm. And I think that's a way that you can, I don't know if welcome, it might feel like a stretch to welcome change, but, but begin to get the changes you say that you want, but then not talk yourself out of it because it's going to be outside your comfort zone and facing some fear and uncertainty. I tell you what, I mean, eight months ago, I knew this day was coming for the comp to the stage, but it just felt like so far away. And all of a sudden, like in a blink of an eye, we're here. And yeah. it's going to be the same thing for you, Rebels. You're going to, summer is coming, fall is coming. It's going to be the time. I mean, your goal weight's going to get here if you just, like Andrea said, put your blinders on, keep your head down, and just one step at a time. That's how you eat an elephant. And it pertains to all other areas of your life, guys. Uh, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on here and uh, talking to us about nothing changes if nothing changes. I'm that's what I'm going to call the podcast. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And really, guys might want to rewind this and listen to it again. There's a lot of great nuggets in here. Thank you for joining us and we will see you on the next one. Take care, guys. Hey, I'm Christy Code Red and thank you for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you want to stay connected to other rebels like you, join us in our private network. Our Code Red app is a one-stop shop, free from ads, algorithms, and censorship, and a place where you can see, listen, and watch everything Code Red. You'll be encouraged, motivated, and fired up to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Get recipe ideas, tips, tricks, and help from coaches, mentors, and other rebels. You can also purchase products, programs, and coaching all right there in one place. And if you have any trouble navigating the app, we're right there to help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP to join for free. And I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.